so lucky to have uh, Neil Desai, Director of Product at Paddle, joining us. Uh, he's going to be talking about uh, boosting LTV uh, and how hard you should be trying to do that. Is that is that right, Neil? That's exactly right. Appreciate it, Gary. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I'm going to throw up your presentation. Feel free to jump in. I'll be back for some Q&A in a little bit. Awesome. Let's dive in. So thanks, Gary, for the introduction. Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is Neil Desai. Like Gary said, I uh, work at Paddle.com, uh, where I lead some of their product teams. Um, and excited to chat a little bit about uh, Lifetime Valley today. So we have 10 minutes, so we're going to get right into this and, and hopefully have some time for questions. Um, so first and foremost, uh, not all retention is created equal. And what I mean by that is, over the last decade here at Paddle and at ProfitWell, we've studied the financial and SaaS metrics data from over 30,000 different SaaS companies. What we've realized is that actually 40% of all of your retention comes from a subset of tactical levers that you can go implement tomorrow. And so hopefully in this next 10 minutes or so, I can give you some actionable tactics to actually drive LTV uh, and, and boost retention um, while you obviously work on those longer strategic things like finding the right customers and making sure that your product is really good. If you do some of these things, what can you expect? Well, uh, what we've seen in the data is by implementing even just a couple of these strategies, you can have a massive impact on not only LTV, but reducing churn and improving net revenue retention as well. So with that, let's dive right in. Um, first and foremost, let's define retention. What do we actually mean by that? Well, retention ultimately is keeping your paying customers around longer, right? And in SaaS, we measure this by usually two metrics, net revenue retention, uh, as well as user and revenue churn, right? These are, are good indicators of how healthy my business is and how much I'm retaining from one month to the next. Now, um, when we think about like the different levers we have to actually drive uh, retention. These are a number of different levers you have at your disposal to actually drive retention, right? Things like reducing your active cancellations or working on expansion revenue and recovering more payment failures. But the thing is, is to my earlier slide, not all retention is created equal. And some of these things like improving time to value or sales and upsells are actually strategic projects that will probably take a lot of cross-functional effort. Um, however, there's a couple of tactical improvements that are worth looking into that have relatively high impact with a relatively low effort to implement. And so today, we're going to focus on a couple of these um, that you can probably bring to the team and start thinking about implementing for your SaaS business today. First up, we have plan optimization. And so what do we mean by that? Well, Longer-term plans typically mean much higher lifetime value. And this is no secret to you guys, right? Everyone has on their pricing page probably a monthly option and an annual option for the customers to pick what's best for them. Just to share some data around this in consumer SaaS, quarterly and annual plans typically see a 2 to 4x higher LTV, whereas in B2B SaaS, uh, the same uh, longer terms typically lead to a 1 to 3x higher LTV. Again, this makes intuitive sense, right? Your power users and customers that like your product opt into a much longer term to get benefit from your product. Um, but the key here is you need to ask beyond the sign-up process. Actually, asking customers during the sales process or when they're signing up is arguably one of the worst times uh, to, to get them to opt into an annual plan when they haven't even gotten any value from that product yet, right? Typically, we see around the 8 to 12 week mark on an inflection point where if you do the right kind of outreach in the right way, you can see a higher conversion in monthly to annual upgrades 
um, around that eight to 12 week mark. Here's a good example from a company we work with called Whoop. Um, two main things to call out here, use a plain text email. And specifically when you make the offer, quantify the discount in months free rather than a percentage. Humans have a really hard time understanding discounts uh, as a percentage for a bunch of reasons we don't have time to get into today. But if you use one month free or two months free to opt into that annual plan, you typically see much higher conversion. And the second thing here is make sure that your customers don't need to pull out the credit card uh, to, to make this upgrade since they obviously already have given that to you earlier in the process. For B2B SaaS, two months free is the most common discount we see, um, you know, uh, peaking at around four months free for uh, low price products and, and around one month free for, for, um, for, for high price products. Second, we're moving right along and I promise we'll have time for questions at the end, uh, but I want to make the most uh, use of this, of this 10 minutes here. Um, so second, we have win back and triaging cancellations. So, um, unfortunately, at every point in the customer journey, at some point in time, a customer is going to raise their hand and want to leave and end the relationship with you, right? And what should you be doing in those cases when a customer cancels? Well, there's two things. The first is you want to catalog why every customer is leaving. I don't care if it's a basic Google form to start as an MVP. You should be understanding every single time a customer cancels why they're canceling. And you use this data for your product teams to ultimately improve the product and second, predict future moments of churn, right? In the future when, when other similar customers may be in that boat. Um, and then after that survey, after understanding why, you have a number of different options to actually uh, uh, implement when it comes to saving or salvaging that user, right? You have things like salvage offers, putting them on a cheaper plan uh, or a discounted plan for a set period of time so that they can continue getting value from the product before getting back on the, the sticker price. You can put them on a maintenance plan. This is really, really effective for companies that have a high implementation cost or it's a uh, workflow product that requires a number of things to, to configure. This way they have their things when they come back. You can pause your subscription. Definitely don't count this as MRR, but you can pause your subscription until it's over. And then obviously you can bump them down to a free tier or even just play chicken and let them, uh, you know, uh, be, you can be there when they're ready to come back. But this is a basic framework that we found works really, really well um, to one, again, understand why folks are churning so that you can make product improvements, but also deploy interventions at the right time when folks are canceling to hopefully save as many of them as humanly possible. Um, Make sure that you're very explicit around when renewals are going to happen, right? There's increasing regulatory pressure around making sure that you don't have any dark UX here. And even in certain jurisdictions, uh, one-click cancellations are becoming the norm, right? California, Vermont, are some of the first states, at least here in America, that are mandating one-click cancellations. And so you may need to tweak the flow based on the, the jurisdiction that the customer is in.